Hallelujah. That is who you are. Father, we thank you. We give you all the praise for showing yourself mighty in our midst. We thank you because your presence has come with healing, with deliverance, with the fulfillment of every promise. So we thank you for it. We thank you for moving throughout the service, blessing those who are in attendance. God, let every heart's desire be, be, be fulfilled, and we give you praise for that. God, we ask now that you allow your kingdom to manifest itself in this place. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. What a glorious day. Thank you, Lord. Well, let me be the first, the second, the third to say Happy Mother's Day to all the mothers in the place. Amen. We're going to do something special for you a little later in the service. So, as folks say, you won't want to stay till the end of the movie. <laughs> but if you have your Bibles this morning, I want you to go with me to uh, the book of Genesis. Whenever we think about mothers, we always should go back to the beginning. Amen. Amen. Genesis chapter 3. Genesis chapter 3. <clears throat> Beginning at verse 20, the Bible says, And Adam called his wife's name Eve, because she was the mother of all living. That's good right there. I'm going to talk to on, on more verses, but I think that's good enough. I want to talk to you on this thought, the original mother. The original mother. You might have said, well, what do you mean? The I mean the original <laughs> mother. Amen. You can be seated this morning. Amen. I'm going to tell you a quick story uh, because this, everybody knows the Genesis story. Amen. So even as we refer to it through the scripture, you understand what the story is all about. Now, when God had finished his work, the Bible said that on the sixth day, on the sixth day, he decided that he needed to make something extra. <laughs> now, the reason for that, of course, is that Adam had named all the animals, and while he was reviewing all the animals, uh, something came to Adam's attention. Adam said that everybody's got somebody but me. He said there is no helper found for me. Amen? And, of course, the first lesson that we learn is that uh, when you are in need of something, you need to talk to God about it. Amen. Say what? <laughs> so we speak to God. And God decided that it was not good for man to be all one, or alone as we call it. It's not good for man to be alone. And the reason, of course, that it's not good for man to be alone is that man alone cannot fulfill his God-given purpose. Hmm. Now, ladies, y'all better try to enjoy this because... 
it's going to be more about you than it is then. <laughs> oh, Lord have mercy. Now, it might get a little tight because Adam is a man. Because Adam is a man. Because <laughs> Adam. <laughs> so God caused a deep sleep to come upon Adam. And he removed a portion from Adam. Uh, the Bible usually refers to it as a rib. And the Bible says that from that, he fashioned a woman. Or in other words, he built a woman. That's why people say when they say, oh, she's built. <laughs> I'm just, I, I, I didn't write this stuff. I'm. I'm just giving the report. Amen. Now, when the Bible says that uh, Adam saw Eve, and, you know, the Bible teaches two things. One, uh, he immediately gave her a name. But the other thing he did is the Bible says when he saw he broke out in song. Well, he did. Okay. <laughs> Verse 23 of chapter 2, here's what he said. This is now bone of my bone and flesh of my flesh. She shall be called woman because she was taken out of man. Uh, it's like, uh, well, y'all too young for this, but uh, it's like Janis Joplin said, you take a little, another little piece of my heart. So, so God took a little piece of Adam, formed this woman. Adam got excited about it. Now, most people will tell you, especially uh, some theologians that want to get deep, they say, well, you know, it was only one woman. He didn't have much choice. Well, if he didn't like that one, God would have made him another one. There's a reason he only made one. Because according to your Judeo-Christian ethics, you should only have. Wow, this is going to be more fun than I thought. <laughs> now, when, when he called her woman, the name uh, actually literally translates to this term, manness. This is where some of your uh, older folk will remember the term when they say a woman acting like a man, they call him mannish. So, so, so that term man s means it is the female counterpart to Adam. In other words, she was the Wound man, not as we temporally, typically call it, woman. It's the wound, the wound man, or the woman with the wound. Amen. Why is that? Because the woman had a specific purpose in creation. The woman's purpose in creation has always been procreation and redemption. Procreation 
and redemption. Come on, I want you to say it with me. Procreation and redemption. And most of us know about the procreation part, but we don't understand the redemption part. The reason that God had to design a woman is so that man could be redeemed. And you're asking me, man did not need redeeming at that point in time because man had not sinned, but he was gone. Huh? Isn't it wonderful that you serve a God that always looks way down the road and knows exactly what you about to do? Come on, you might want to remember that. He knows exactly what you about to do. Y'all had to put an about on. I say about, and y'all say about. What are y'all trying to do? <laughs> Pastor, you trying to say we, we ignorant or something? We know what it is about. So the Bible says that in, in biblical times, names were given to express something about the person. Uh, that's why you have to be very careful. You know, uh, <laughs> sometimes when you look in the obituaries and you see grown men, 60, 70, 80 years old, and they got a nickname that has stayed with them their whole life. John Stinky Robinson. <laughs> you know, I mean. <laughs> because the name symbolizes something. And you remember the characteristics of the person based on the name. Now remember, this is going to be important. When Adam was given the charge from God in Genesis chapter 2, Look at verse 19 for a minute in Genesis chapter 2, verse 19. The Bible says, out of the ground, the Lord formed every beast of the field and every bird of the air and brought them to Adam to see what he would call them. And whatever Adam called each living creature, that was its name. So what that verse does, it gives Adam authority from God to identify God's creation by whatever name he desired. That's why he could call Eve at the time. He did not call her Eve. He called her wife or woman. Are y'all still with me? <laughs> so the Bible says that uh, by and by, something happened. Now, what was this something that happened? Let's see if we can talk about that. The serpent entered into the garden and began to speak to Eve or the woman. And when he spoke to the woman, she responded. Now, the problem, of course, is that when the woman spoke, there was no indication that Adam was not standing right there. Because the Bible says that when she received the fruit, she handed it. She didn't go call, hey, Adam, come over here. So what the Bible says is that the one thing that God put in the woman that he had not yet put in the man is the ability to act and respond immediately. Ladies, listen to me. 
That's why you have to have somebody to follow. Oh, no, you didn't get that because you, you think in the other way. No, you, you have to have somebody to follow. Okay, all right. I know what you're saying. Well, I ain't got no man. Oh, there's one somewhere. But we ain't going to get into that today because this is church. We'd be having mothers there if there were no men, right? Okay, y'all. <laughs> so because women have to have someone to respond to, they act upon and men act out. Man always takes his time. Doesn't come to quick decisions. Women think fast. That's what gets you and the man in trouble. <laughs> That's why you have to have someone to. <laughs> I got tired waiting on him, so I did it myself. <clears throat> and ladies, can I just throw this out there? You can do it yourself. You can do it in spite of him. But every time you do that, he loses just a little bit of respect. And pretty soon, when the respect is gone and the relationship is broken, you will say, I don't know what happened. You continue to lead when you probably should have. Well, pastor, I get tired of living in these conditions. He won't fix the dough, and this won't work, and that won't work. That's why you need to take time to know who you're getting hooked up with. You knew he was lazy when you married him. But you know what you said, Pastor, I can fix him. I, I can train him. I can teach him. Oh, he's such a good man. Well, then wait till he grows up to learn how to fix stuff. <laughs> and once again, here we go. If you had waited, you would have been following Oh, I get tickled. <laughs> Never mind. I, let me say, <clears throat> go back to the notes so I can. <laughs> so the Bible says this. It said that uh, because she took the fruit and gave it to Adam, she saw herself as being adventurous. Adam saw the behavior as being risky. Now, if Adam knew that this was risky behavior and he knew that it was going to cause some problems, tell me why Adam would follow this woman. 
And the answer is very simple. Genesis chapter 2, verse 24. Therefore a man shall leave his father and mother and be joined to his wife, and they shall become one flesh. Adam would have done anything for Eve. Men, this is your only shot now. Ain't? I don't have much else for you. He, he loved Eve so much. Listen, because this is deep now. He loved Eve so much, he was willing to disobey God. Now, ladies, once again, that puts a lot of responsibility on you to live a certain way. So the Bible says that after the sin, Bible says women would be bearing children in pain. In other words, the Bible says that if there was no sin, Eve still, because she was created for procreation, she would have been able to bear children, but she would have been able to do it painlessly. Are you understanding this? Amen. So the serpent was punished by being eventually destroyed. But Adam was punished because he now had to work for real. Y'all know what I'm saying, for real? <laughs> Amen. Now, the thing that the Bible says that God said to the, uh, uh, the two is that because of what Eve did, uh, or the woman, because we haven't gotten to Eve yet, because of what the woman did, she changed the order of things. In other words, when she took the lead in, uh, in the garden, then Adam, from that point on, would have to lead her. Otherwise, she would, have control, she would control everything. Now, you know, in the 21st century, we're back to where uh, that's getting to be a possibility again. Now, uh, there's a difference between what's politically correct and what's morally correct, okay? I need you to know this before I say what I'm about to say. <clears throat> I don't think that there is any problem with women running everything. I just think that there ought to be a responsible man to be able to say, whoa, hold on a minute. And y'all ain't, ain't saying nothing. Mm -mm. But go ahead. It's all right. I don't mind. So God said this. Here's what he said. He said that, that the standards would be changed and her desire would be for her husband. In other words, he said from that point on, she's going to want to control that man. Y'all do a good job. <laughs> I had to give you credit. Y'all do a good job. <laughs> However, However, uh, as, as my wife always said, there's safety in a multitude of counsel. <laughs> so, so the other thing I want you to understand is that because God uh, is a gracious God, he also told Eve this after the sin. He said uh, that your seed, he was very specific, your seed, 
the seed of the woman would always perpetuate hostility between her and the devil. The devil does not like you, mama. Let me tell you what you have that the devil can't compete with. You have the ability to produce somebody who will one day take him out. Oh, I thought that would get... You are the only one of God's creation that can produce the destruction of Satan. Are y'all with me? Okay. So the Bible goes on to say this, that because of this sin, man and woman would be struggling in a hostile environment. So here's what happened. God moved on Adam. And Adam began to prophesy in verse 20 of chapter 3. And that's when he said, and Adam called his wife's name Eve because she was the mother of all living. So here's what happened. The Bible says that the first woman was called woman or Isha. Y'all remember that? But then the Bible goes on to say that because Adam recognized what was going on with the woman, he changed her name. And the Bible says he changed her name to mother of all the living. Now, what am I trying to say here? That as long as they were uh, in the garden, everything was cool, but the moment sin came in, everything changed. The reason for the change of names is that because the woman would be able to reproduce the perfect Adam. But Eve, the Bible said, would not only be able to reproduce the perfect physical person, but also the perfect spiritual person. So thus you get a Cain and an Abel and eventually a Seth. Y'all get all that. All right? Okay. Cain was a natural person. Abel was a spiritual person who was killed. Let's call him crucified. And then there was a Seth who carried out the spiritual lineage. Are y'all still with me? So Eve had the capacity to produce both physically and spiritually, whereas before the fall, she could only produce physically. Are y'all still with me? And this is important. Why? Because in order to reproduce something spiritual, you would have to have a seed that came from God. That's why he called it the seed of the woman. Are y'all still with me? Okay. Now, the other thing is, and I want to say this real quick, uh, 
there was a problem uh, with being in the garden, too. <laughs> I'll come back to Adam and Eve in just a moment, but I want to tell you about the, the eviction notice. <laughs> uh, now, brothers, this is why sometimes uh, your wife can talk to the landlord and get you evicted. Everybody, everybody knows that. Everybody knows that, right? <laughs> Notice here it says, uh, verse 22 of chapter 3, it says, Then the Lord said, uh, Behold, the man has become like one of us to know good and evil. Uh, now, lest he, uh, lest he put out his hand and take also of the tree of life and eat forever. In other words, he said, look, you can't be sinful and eat from this tree and live forever as a sinner. That won't work. Amen. It says, therefore, the Lord God sent him out of the Garden of Eden to till the ground from which he was taken. So here's, here's the point here. No matter how much you think you can be like God, you still are going back to dust. Amen. And the Bible says, in verse 24, so he drove them out, uh, drove out the man, and he placed a cherubim at the east side of the Garden of Eden and a flaming sword which turned uh, every way to guard the way of the tree of life. So even though they were asked to leave, God evicted them. And he evicted them for two reasons. One, because uh, the Bible says that the soul that sins will die. The soul that sins will die. So eventually they had to die, and it would take Adam a lot longer to die than you and I, but he would still die. The Bible also said that he had to learn how to work for himself. Uh, and, and of course, now, now notice, and I don't have time to really get into this today, but I just, because I want to get back to Eve one more time. But the, the, the problem was, God said you have to work the soil, but before he sent Adam out to work the soil, he cursed the soil. No, 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 y'all. Come on now. Which means that you're trying to make a cursed ground produce fruit. How's that working for you? Y'all ain't saying, what am I, what, how's that working for you? You know y'all that ain't paying your tithes, giving no offering. How's that working for you? No, those ain't serving in no capacity. How's that working for you? Is it producing anything? I, I just thought I'd throw that out. So the Bible says that she became, I'm going back to Eve now. Because <laughs> I said I was just going to stick with this today. Uh, she became the mother of all who are spiritually alive. The new name, and the word is Kava. Kava. It's actually C-H-A-V-A-H. Kava. And it expresses uh, Adam's faith. Because he actually believed that this woman, this woman, this woman, that he was, quote, married to, was God's answer to his sin problem. Y'all say, huh, oh, what is it? 
Yes, she was. Because she had the capacity to bring forth a Jesus Christ, which was the answer to everybody's sin problem. Amen? Two verses you need to remember. In Acts chapter 17 and verse 26, says that God created every human from one blood. One blood. The Bible also says that in uh, uh, Genesis chapter 3, verse, let me find it. Genesis 2, excuse me, 19 again, when he said that uh, whatever God, whatever Adam called the person, that's what they would be. So when he called her Eve and said, you'll be the mother of every living thing, that was a directive from God because God had given him the authority to make that pronouncement. Now, I got I to gotta stop because I want to tell you something. I want to tell you, this is so important. When God speaks to you or to me or to someone and gives you the authority to speak a thing, the thing that you speak has the power of fulfillment from God. Do you all understand that? This is why you have to watch your words. That's why you have to give account for every idle word. Because what you speak has life-changing consequences. Amen? So, let me see if I can summarize this. But y'all already got this because the story is in the Bible, right? Oh, let me, let me tell you about one other thing. I need to tell you this, too. Uh, when they sinned, the Bible says in Genesis that they were uh, uh, hiding from God. And the reason they were hiding from God is because the Bible said they were naked and they didn't want God to see him. Amen. Now, that means that if, 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 if you left the garden, even after you had, quote, repented, you would still feel like you had to hide from God because you were a sinner. Much like people today who believe that if they have sin in their life, they have to hide from God. That's why when you commit a big sin, you won't come to church on Sunday. Because you feel like you need to hide from God. So God, knowing this, being he's an all-knowing God. I want you to just keep remembering that that God made coverings for them so that they wouldn't have to hide anymore. But he killed an animal to make skins for their covering. Covering, when we talk about covering in church, it's one of the most controversial things that probably any discussion we, of any discussion we could have. Most people don't understand what it means to be a part of a ministry and to be covered by that ministry. If you understand the term covering, covering symbolizes uh, righteousness. Whenever the Bible talks about your robe or your covering, it is your righteousness. We either see it or we don't. Two, if you go back to the Old Testament, covering was actually the cover of the mercy seat. Okay? Somebody said, the what? <laughs> okay, I don't have time for that. <laughs> Another lesson. You got to keep coming to church if you want to get all these lessons. But, 
But that was the place of atonement where you, you come back to being one with God. So by God covering Adam and Eve, it made them one with him again, and they could go out and still not be ashamed. Because they were covered by God. Not by, not by the skins, but by God. Because by killing an animal, God said, you, you saw this in Leviticus, he said, a life for a life. A life for a life. Are y'all with me? So when you sin, you, your life is over. You, you did. So he had to give you a new life. Okay. Again, another lesson, right? All right. So, folks say, this is, is this my second or third closing? Uh, <laughs> this is the last closing. It might be a long one, but. <laughs> Adam's faith and God's provision are seen in these verses because God would save them and ensure them uh, that they would not live forever in a sinful state. Uh, this glimmer of hope uh, for, future, uh, for, for the future makes an impression upon Adam, uh, the father of mankind, because he perceived and he believed that in some way through this woman, salvation for the race would come. So the Bible says that he give permanent expression to this hope. In other words, he says uh, uh, this is going to be a perpetual thing because he changed the woman's name from being woman or wife to mother of all living things. The name change uh, signifies uh, the collected attributes or characteristic of the object name. In other words, he saw something in Eve that he hadn't seen prior to this. And the Bible says that, that uh, it is customary for, uh, to mark one's entrance into a new relation by a new name. In other words, when you got saved, we called you a Christian. We mark that by referring to you by brother or sister because we are one in God. Amen. But the Bible is very clear that in order for you to be able to be covered by your new name, you must accept the name and you must accept the sovereignty of the one who gave you the name. The person who names you must have the authority to name you. Are y'all still with me? And see, sometimes, you know, that's why I tell you, watch these, these nicknames. People don't have no, you know, they don't have the authority to call you Big Head. You know, it goes out throughout your life, and now everybody see, oh, it's Big Head. And you know, if in our neighborhood, you got to change it. No, that ain't Big Head, that's headquarters. You know, yeah, you, you know, I mean, we, <laughs> so, <laughs> you know how we do it. <laughs> so you have to know that the person who is doing the naming has the authority to change your name. Amen. Now, uh, <clears throat> Eve was given her name by Adam, based upon what Adam believed about what God promised, all right? 
So God gave Adam the authority in Genesis 2.19, said whatever you call them, that's what they're going to be. And so the Bible says that uh, God honored her, all of you all. He honored you all by uh, giving you this exalted position. And the greatest position that he could give to anyone is called motherhood. Amen? So uh, only the woman, uh, only the woman, only a woman could be that, that helper that Adam needed to complete his assignment. Amen. He couldn't have done it with anybody else because Eve was the only one who had the ability to reproduce this precious seed. Now, I want to tell you something. Jesus has a, a special place in his heart for women. Now, if you didn't know anything else about Jesus, you know what happened at the crucifixion and at the resurrection. But his manner of leading was to be inclusive in all things. So he always acknowledged women's place in the kingdom. Amen? Now, Paul, the, the same Paul that says, I don't permit a woman to teach a man, is the same Paul, if you look, I don't have time to go there, but if you look at the, uh, uh, Romans chapter 16, Paul is greeting everybody who was part of his ministry. And look at the number of women that he's greeted. And Paul, Paul, you know, this, this, this man who, who don't care nothing about no women, he calls them uh, diaconists or deaconess. He calls them that. Paul, Paul, yeah, yeah, Paul. So God throughout history has had a very special place for the women. Both man and women are created in the image of God, and because they're both created in the image of God, neither is inferior to the other. They have different roles. And as men, we should honor the role of the woman. We should cover that role men, and we should respect that role. Amen. And I'll say one more time, together, it's men and women who are able to continue uh, carrying out the generations of saints who are going to change the world. Every mother and every potential mother has the ability to bring forth a seed who is going to change the world. Amen? Amen. Amen. So, mothers, I honor you. As folks say, I salute you. Uh, I believe that you are God's chosen vessel to bring forth the kingdom of God. It's not some mistake that the church has so many women. Because the one place that you can lead 
without somebody telling you what you can and can't do, is here. And there's one man that respects all of you all.